0: It's everyone's uh, is really in the the sense of being a you is always trying to get out of something, either the you that it thinks it's in, or it's trying to get into the you that it thinks it isn't, that it'd like to be. So this 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 agitation everyone seems to have, and then there's alcoholism, which is to me like a it affixes on the original dilemma, which is identification as a body, basically, yeah? And not only as that body, but as the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the haver, everything, basically. Everything that arises, it uses the mental state to imply that there's a you, yeah? To me, that's the real bondage. So that's what most people are trying to get relief from, shopping, having sex, Jumping off of bridges with bungee cords—we're trying to snap ourselves out of out of that. Now, alcoholism affixes on that or that that basic opportunity, which is self-centeredness, and then amplifies it. So, in other words, some people's self-centeredness would be like an acoustic guitar, and then you put alcoholism electrics electrifies it, yeah? So it's much more amped out. So the solos are really long, like inner Gata De Vita, 20 minutes of fall, you know, boom. So So, as recovery says, the problem resides in the mind, and therefore the mind isn't a thing, but it's a bunch of activities, yeah? So the problem resides in in, in a bunch of activities. So there's the thought system, there's the perceptual system, which is seeing things, yeah? And then the brain makes a story about it. And then there's the memory banks, which is where these imaginary events of what we call the past are are stored. But in fact, there was no event in a sense, because like they say now, when you remember something, all you remember is a memory of it. You never go back to the event, maybe because there wasn't an event. So the whole thought system has this memory these memory banks yes that what occurs is they're just like stagnant or frozen thoughts in a sense yeah and then there's more thought out ones which is the activity that's going on right now but basically they're being used by some kind of intention who knows what it is of this little mental state they're being all used to imply to insinuate to assume to reinforce, to presuppose that you're a long-lasting independent separate entity, a thing. And so it can't verify that itself as itself, so it verifies it by using everything that it comes in contact with which is thoughts, feelings, actions and uses those thoughts to imply a thinker. Uses an action to imply an actor. Uses a feeling to imply there is a feeler of this. So it affixes a story that seems to, to go linear, but it's actually its input is prior. So the thought is just a thought, but when it's held as my thought, it suddenly has superhuman power. It can ruin your day. And the same thought that's, let's say, ruining my day... If it was held in Chris's noggin, seemingly, as his and, as, and he would see it as my thought, he would have no effect by it. But if he was holding the same thought and was calling, this is about Chris, then it would have a huge amount of ability to affect Chris. So obviously it isn't the thought, it's what precedes the thought. And what precedes the thought? In the imaginary story, you as a thinker, it's because it's a, it, it either you're, being, you're the object that's being thought about or you're the subject that's thinking, yes? So all of that gives it a huge amount of meaning and that meaning is used to bind the big M mind to the idea that it's a thinker, that it's a doer, that it's a haver. And obviously, where does the thinking seem to be happening? In the brain, in this noggin? Where do the actions uh, stem out of this body? Where do I feel things, this body? So all of these activities being used to verify the reality of the body. Pain is one, is the greatest one. (coughs) Physical pain is one of the most convincing stories it has because how could this be so real if it isn't real? How could I feel so fucking bad if it isn't so? But the fact is that feeling of badness is totally framed by the identification as the body. So as when reality takes itself to be the body, then pains that happen to the body seem as real as real can be. It's simply that's the case. So if the problem resides in the mind, I would say it's the thought system. And what the thought system is being used for is to imply that you're a doer of shit you have nothing to do with all day. That you're the thinker of thoughts you never, never could have thought about. All you do is see the thoughts. You're not. There's not a thought factory that you own and work on the conveyor line, and you're not making the thoughts. <laughs> they're basically like a programmed set of thoughts that everyone's... Let's say you bought the English version. So we have the English version, so all the thoughts sound... They're in English. Yeah, so we're, we're all here basically downloading from the me cloud <laughs> <to> <laughs> very similar thoughts and the only thing that makes it different is is the strategic placement of nouns <laughs> we you know, so mary left me sue left me gerald left me wanda left me i still don't see the constant condition that was there when all those other people came and went which is me i don't see the role yeah I think it's Sherry. It's, how can I have such bad luck? This has happened to me every time I go out with a woman. Guess what? <laughs> you seem to be reliving a redo, you know? Or like we call in recovery, resentment, which is a re-feeling. Everything here is re. That's all that's happening. There's rethoughting. there's re-feeling, there's re-doing, there's re-having. What happens is what's had they look different. What was thought about is different, but it's the same same Over and over again, day in and day out. To the point where we're feeling so irritable and restless, and even worse, it's like we're not even, we're not thawed completely, and we're not frozen completely. It's sort of like this weird netherworld Where we can watch Die Hard 12 and not question what the fuck am I doing watching this damn movie for the fifteenth fucking time? Something there must be an incredible sense of boredom in there that I would allow me to take that shit in all day. You would think you'd put your foot down and said, "I've had enough of this fucking shit," but no, keep shoveling in. I got a few more hours to make it through the day. Because most of us never notice the huge effect of what we call time. It's It's much more oppressive than gravity is to the body. Time to the mental state is the most powerful influence because watch when people are driving. All their reactions are based on time. Like, if, I'm not, if I don't have anywhere to go, I drive on the freeway, I don't see any obstacles. If I have somewhere to go at a certain time, ton, tons of obstacles suddenly appear. You don't, you don't put two and two together? <laughs> I mean, did you just catch it? Should, there should be an app, you know? Ob- but see, the, the obstacles, most of them are perceived. They're not actually so. They haven't constructed an app yet that can capture the insane subjectivity we're all under. <laughs> it can tell us there is no traffic, but if we really have a place to go when we're late, we're going to see traffic. Yes, what does that imply? It's got to bring some kind of, what? You know, some kind of, whoops, like a dog when it gets, whoop, you know, some kind of, see it, see it. See, when you're chilled out, it doesn't seem like anyone's in your way. When you have a way to get into, everyone gets in your way. I mean, these are just simple dog shit examples, which hopefully will point. But see, the thing is, on the moving sidewalk with, of time, these things hit us all day, but we just keep on, keep, we'll just keep, we're just being pushed from supposedly this moment to the next moment. But this moment isn't this moment. This moment is like a moment made up in the book ended by past and future. That ain't the moment. This is a perfect, this is a complete mental production. That's why all addicts, they want to get out of something, and that's correct, but they're trying to get out of the moment they're not in. That's a mental moment they're trying to get out of. That's a mental story. If they could really just let go, the moment is the salvation. But because we're living on this little interpretive moving sidewalk, we think Monday is more important than Saturday, and we think Wednesday is more important than last Saturday. So we come here, but the here that we come to is chock full of yesterday and tomorrow. And if someone's flipping out here, I guarantee it has nothing to do with Saturday. It has to do with last week or next week. How are you going to... How can you you solve an imaginary problem? How? How can you get a salve that you can put on next Wednesday? It's not here. There's not even an arm to apply it on. Where are you going to apply all the solutions that we call these skillful means? We're trying to apply it on an imaginary problem. So that what? The imaginary problem gets a little relief. That's great. It needs some. But the point is, maybe just maybe the greatest solution is to realize there is no real problem. Because that takes absolutely no time to get out of. It takes no time to get out of an imaginary place. It's just seeing the imaginariness of it. What will dawn on you is the reality of the seeing. It just comes. It's hand in hand. When you see what you're not, you're going to sense the seeing of what you are. That's what you are is the seeing. It's going to come. One time, maybe it'll come and come and come, and the mental state will be able to override it, but not not forever. It's going to collapse. It's going to collapse, and that obviousness will break through, and when it breaks through, it reveals one very pertinent, clear idea. It's always been that way. In other words, everything I thought, all the shit I thought I had been through, I was never fucking through. It was a dream. It was just like no matter how many harrowing, scary situations are in the dream at night, when you wake up, you've escaped, so to speak. But not through the dream, but by waking up. Yeah. So here we are, we're seemingly in the awake dream. And what's causing it to seem to be a dream is the awakeness. We're in it. Yeah? We, right here, every one of us, you're seeing right now you haven't planned to see today. You're seeing. Yeah. You're not saying, all right, I have a quarter of 500 sounds. Once the five minutes I'm shutting off. No, you're going to, if your ears are not full of wax you your ear, and you're not wearing muffins on them or something, whatever they call them, you're going to hear. You're going to hear tons of shit. I sit here, I could take a, a fucking religious vow. I'm never going to see a bird again. And I'm looking out this window, if a bird flies by, I'm seeing it. If you and I are an afterthought to the basic condition of consciousness and contact, we're an afterthought, then how how do we get to regulate and put all the meaning on that which comes before? How does that which comes after say what you need to do to become conscious? That's fucking insane. It's insane. Look at it. Who is the arbiter of how conscious you are? That which is unconscious to the fact of what being conscious. So now it wants to do consciousness, and it's going to judge you ever the way. I don't care how many gods you meet; you'll be the biggest fucking god every time you meet any other god. The god of selfing overrides all other gods because you're not going to know. You're not going to disappear. You'll be a knower of God you'll still have the final say. It's a simple invitation. The freedom is prior to the bondage. It's prior to the bondage. It's not an after effect of the bondage. It's not an escape from the bondage. It's a priorness. So, from the solution, there is no bondage. It's an activity... An activity that has to be complied with to produce the sense that there's someone to be bound. It doesn't come up naturally. It's a fabrication, it's a production. Yes? Yeah? prior to the seeming bondage there is no bondage it's an activity and you know what there's a huge role that we are playing in that activity the only way something that isn't real can seem to be real it has to seem to be real to what is real I know people in recovery they had the worst thing that ever happened to them and maybe they built temples there and they've used it for excuses for everything else failing their life. There's a lot of value, man. That worst thing is valuable to the mental state because it's got a chunk full of juicy story about it, yeah? Then suddenly something happens. The situation didn't change. It's in the past. It's the worst thing ever happened. It's fucking it's like in stone. Yeah? But suddenly something changes. Let's say the mind And then it looks back on that and says, hey, that was the best thing that ever happened to me because it led me to this point that opened up this. So what is it? Can something that's the worst thing suddenly transmute itself into the best thing? Or is it us that give it the meaning it has? When I was in a certain condition, that situation seemed the worst thing that ever was. When my this condition changes, that condition changes. That's one example. That's what's happening all day. All day. We're blaming things out here, thoughts and feelings and this and that, for our condition. But basically, as the Course in Miracles says, this is projected and then perceived. So truly, we're dreaming this place, and then it's perceived through these eyes, because these eyes are produced, in a sense... Their schematics is to see things. So we're seeing what our own mind has projected. Yet we don't see our role in it. We don't see our role. We don't see that the thoughts are just thoughts. It's the mind that gives them all the meaning they have. We don't see that the feelings that are driving me crazy Aren't, they don't have the force to drive anything crazy. The my is the engine. What we're doing, we're complaining and bitching about all the railroad cars when we're the engine that's pushing it off. We just don't see our role in things. And when you do, there'll be a humility that will arrive, will drop over you, and things that you could never possibly produce will become available. That's how large a role we have here. When this changes, everything has the possibility of changing. Old stories, you know, chronic pain, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but all these things, suddenly everything's up in the air. Again, finally. Instead of being under them and trying to evade all the shit falling on you, but now you see you're the juggler, in a sense. You play a role. Then blame drops off. You're not blaming any motherfucker for anything that ever happened, because you see your role in it, finally. Your real role. Which is, you and I have given everything, all the meaning it has. Let that hit you. That's an incredible, incredible statement. If you, book, Let's say if you like The Course in Miracles, that's in it. <laughs> That's What what does it imply? It implies you and I are giving everything all the meaning it has. See, what other the gods in there? So in recovery we have the acronym False Evidence Appearing Real for Fear. How could false evidence ever appear real? It has to just appear real to what's real. I've got to believe it yes and if I don't believe it it doesn't appear real when I believe it it appears real Where? <laughs> it's got to it's got to point through this into what we are yeah. so this idea Ramana Maharshi said here's the state of beingness let's say we're in it the pregnant pause and then a thought arises and that thought is a presupposing it's actually a strain of thought a presupposing of a non-existent thing which is a beautiful statement because it's not just a supposing of a non-existent thing when it supposes a non-existent thing when the mental state supposes a non-existent thing it's a presupposing so now you feel like you were the non-existent thing before the presupposing of it. Yes? This is the bondage. An activity that happens here implies it was before. And so therefore, what is before, which is us, gets seemingly supplanted with a story of being a body. The presupposing of a non-existent thing is... If you want to look at it as before and after is after beingness yeah the beingness is the context and suddenly that presupposing implies you're squat and you're the beingness but as a body and the body is just a violin the mental state plays in the tune of past and future that's all it does it plays its own sonata over and over and over again all the symphonies are about its wonder And if you try to get out of thought as a thought, good fucking luck. I shot cocaine. I went on so many 10-day retreats on cocaine. More than all the Vipassana people in America, probably. At least some of them in this area. I must have had 50 or 60 10-day retreats shooting coke. I was up for 10 days straight. Fucking didn't eat anything. (laughs) To me, it was like a religious practice. And I, so I would, I would take my seeming me, me, my devotion to drugs, and match it to any devotion of any spiritual person to their spiritual object. Yet, there's no transcendence out of an imaginary place. You can't get out of what you're not truly in, it's impossible. Now, what you're not can seem to get out of what it seems to be in tons of times, but only to find itself falling back into it again. So is that actually getting out of it when it lives in the fear, the constant fear that it's going to fall back in it? Is that a solution? There's no solution if you believe you got out of something that was real because you're going to believe you can fall back into it. That's the dualistic way this head runs, man. It runs like if you believe you achieve something, you also believe you can lose it. It's almost like seeing the horse in front of the cart. Instead of looking, instead of having the cart in front of the horse. That's basically it. This place is, in a sense, almost asked backwards What comes after implies it was before. And in that implying it was before, that which is before seemingly forgets its beforeness. And now takes itself to be an afterthought. And then what does it do? Everything suddenly now pays total attention to the idea of being a soul. You're all that you're fucking thought about almost all day. If you had if thought was like you know breathing air into someone dying, there's been so much fucking air breathed into this dead mental carcass that you have to keep giving it mouth to mouth all day, just to make it seem like it's alive it's <laughs> constant. It's slavery. It's so much fucking work. And then let's say you get the, 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 the uh, blocks in a line. you got your circumstances good, you got your money, you got your relationships, your emotional state, what you call your spiritual state, your mental state. And you get them all lined up and you got you're managing it and you're making sure nothing hits it. And yet, but here, you're in a, non, a non-wet current called time. And everything in this place is going to change. And then things that were, seem to be aligned with the blocks will start running into the blocks. And all you'll be trying to do is trying to manage and control so that you can get that hit. I'm okay. Yeah? So maybe you do a three week retreat and that Sunday morning, the last day, you reach it, I'm okay. And it's nine o'clock. Nine o'clock you're in complete aligned okayness. But nine oh two comes. Nine oh four comes. You gotta bye bye, you gotta get out of the retreat. What? Oh yeah. You gotta go. We got another you gotta make money here. Another retreat's gotta get into <laughs> It's not going to happen. You can't... That which is imbalanced cannot be balanced for long. And here we're in time, and for long has a huge influence. Maybe the demands are right now met. Everyone's chilled out. But 11 o'clock, the bell goes off again. I got to do more. That's what I hate about daylight saving times. Two more hours of guilt about not doing enough. You know what I mean? Fuck, i got to be at the beach till 8 o'clock now? 8.30? (laughs) Let me see if I can sleep till 12 to shorten the field. I can't stand it anymore. (laughs) When is this going to end? When am I going to be satiated? When am, when am I going to hit the magical latte where I'll be totally satiated, love lattes, but never need to have another one? When am I going to have that one shot of Coke that will just satiate me, and I'll give all my Coke away to everyone else with the hope that they reach this level, this homeostatic, completely balanced level of Coke cessation? Yeah? It did not work. Everything is just more, 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 better, refined. Buddhism is now like turbocharged Buddhism. Don't forget about Buddhism. Join us to extreme Buddhism. What the fuck is happening? Turbocharged Buddhism. Let's get to it. Pump some more miles in Buddhism. This isn't... See, what we are isn't something you can do yourself into. You can't have yourself into what you are. That's the that's the thing. We are so busily basing all our knowledge on what we can know, but that which we cannot know is what we truly are. Yeah. That which we cannot know is what we truly are. It's the only thing that's worthy of being wanted. Is the beingness because it's complete. It's not of time. It's not, it's not going to build up and then diminish. It's always available at all times, right where we are. We're like the fish coming, becoming aware that we're in the ocean. Does it mean the ocean was never there? No, the ocean has always been there, but the, the fish seemed not to be. Even though it was completely immersed, it seemed, which means it appeared to the fish as being true, but it doesn't mean it's true. It means it seems to be true and it can seem to be false because we're the final arbiter once again not as Paul but as what we are so this Ramana says it so beautifully they say this statement you know, the presupposing of a non-existent thing the body yes and then wanting to get salvation for that non-existent thing. And then he says very clearly, if your practices themselves, and they were implying quote-unquote spiritual practices, if the practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing, this is, this is the hook of all hooks, you see, if the practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing, yeah, if that's the case, how could those practices defeat it? it's like when I was you know I had this uh, terrible well my digestion's been bad since I was young and then I had a lot of trauma so they poured tons of antibiotics and it was really looking up So, for years, I wanted to add, you know, most action figures would want to get a little better feeling. So, I was busily trying to get this to change, and I tried a lot of things. And then I introduced these very expensive, uh, 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 like uh, nice bacteria things, bottles in Whole Foods. You could drink them, they were like yogurt or kefir. And they had 8 trillion beneficial flora in them, and, I, and they were like 48 bucks a little eight-pack or seven-pack a day, a week, so I drank them every week for months, yeah? Now, I didn't feel much different, but I had a lot of hope, you know, so I kept doing it, and then I, at that time, there was a place called Smoky Mountain Labs in Virginia. You could send your shit, by package, obviously, you could send your shit to them, and they sent you a thing and you could ask what you wanted to check out. So everyone, of course, is totally fearful of parasites. You know, parasites. Right? So I checked all these things and I was, couldn't wait to get the returns, you know, but I kept drinking my yogurt or whatever it is called. And then suddenly, I get the, I get the package and I'm so excited. I open it up. No parasites. Then I look up. Signs of beneficial flora, zero percent." I said, what? I just spent a couple of thousand dollars drinking this shit every day religiously for at least a year, and there's absolutely no sign of all those trillions of things I put in. And then I look at this, and why they're not showing any signs is there's these two bacterias that I was unaware of that actually saw the beneficial flora as like a gourmet service. So I was actually the procurer, the deliverer of a gourmet meal to the bacteria that can't get out and shop. Right. Yeah? I was t- you don't know, see it's. You, you think it's only in those topics? The idolatry, the religion, the spectacle of getting out may be actually being used to reinforce the idea that you're in. Could be... It seemed to be to me when it was revealed. It was sort of like my spiritual pants fell down and that was that. Because years, seeming years and years of story, just got dismissed by one sentence. I was, what? And I had no other identity. I was a house painter and I wasn't even that good. So I only had two pegs to put my mental hat on, which was, I was a great spiritual practitioner. I mean, I had a great resume. Thailand retreats in the, the forest. Uh, retreats in a fucking here, 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 everything like that. <laughs> and my home is like someone took my resume and flushed it. It was all gone, and I was just left with my own devices. Yeah, and it was wonderful because I realized people would call me. You missed a great teacher. I said, great, great. Yeah. They're trying, you missed this. Oh, great, I missed that seminar? Oh, fuck, I don't feel like I missed that. But yeah, I must have really fucked up. You know? And I realized my basic state wasn't changing before, during, or after any of these events. I was pegging so much hope into you know, that they could really change. That seems to be unchangeable because it's underlying all the seeming changes I'm trying to produce. It's this un- unchangeable state that I'm awake. Yeah. That, I'm, that there's something Not a thing. Something's moving through me, and I don't see an arm stick out, and then see... It's not a thingness. It's not a thing I can recognize. I try to pin it on here, but it's not so... So something, consciousness, we call it, but it's just no thing. Let's say alert, awake, no thing, is moving through this event and experiencing stuff, all the while the mental state keeps presupposing that it's the one that's living yeah but even the people even when the parasite in nature takes over the host yeah there's so many stories now there's a famous one toxo is the name of uh, its nickname it's about it's in about 20% of a human brains but it's everyone's everything all the animals and cells in it not the cells the, bite, the uh, bacteria and everything all have one huge imperative which is to reproduce okay. and the degrees of difficulty in nature are unbelievable you think thinking you're having a hard time getting a date on Match.com? these fucking things they have the only place they can reproduce is in a cat belly and they find themselves in a rat now fuck you try to get over that <laughs> You can't go Uber. You can't get out. You can't can't send out a, you know, can you please get me? No. And then, but what happens is they jack into the brain of the rat and they override the the sacrosanct instinct of all instincts, self-preservation. The parasite overrides it like that. And it tells the rat, "Hey, when you see a cat, run right at it." <laughs> that's what it does. You don't think that's happening? You don't think that that, that totally, totally correlates you with your experience on the addiction? It's exact same, exact same experience. You're being used for transportation. Something drives you, and then you're left holding the bag. It's like the robbers get away from the heist, and then the cops and all of us, we arrest the getaway car. <laughs> this goes to jail for 30 years. <laughs> the poor Toyota gets stoned and goes, goes to the juvenile hall. <laughs> and so, what happens? In plain sight, it's driving. <laughs> It's just thriving, 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 and no matter how much evidence contrary to it, the, the programming will override the evidence, just like the movie with the clone, you know, the clone thinks it's a person, it's in this little outpost on the moon. I don't want to go into the whole story, but he's, and he's got his whole story and his, where he lives in this, this space station. Pictures of the Boston Red Sox and his family and everything. He has a huge story, and he's going to be off work. He works for five years. He's going to be off work. Work in about a week. Then suddenly, trains of circumstances bring him face to face against his own reality, which is he's a clone. Yeah. So here he is. He's a clone, but he has human programming. And then there's in this there's undeniable evidence that he's a clone. But how it's he- heard is not by the clone, it's heard by the human program. And so, a clone being a clone could be fucking great, yeah. but a clone, a human being a clone, well, wait a minute, yes? This is what's happening all day. That presupposing of a non-existent thing is what greets everything at your front door. It, what's, it, what's, it takes the mail in and does its little redactions. It wrote It hides invitations. <laughs> Anything that goes against its little story, it poo poos, and it emphasizes you all day. Yes, it's like being. A, it's like what, you know when they call. Uh, they call in, and they go. Uh, there's a. There's an incident in progress. That's what we're in, basically. See, we think we're going to see the devil as a thing. It's an activity. That's why we're missing it. We're waiting for something to show up. It's not. It's an activity. All are activities. That's all there is. But this verb, the mental state, presupposing it's a non-existent thing, when the mind hears it in a certain way, it takes itself to be the body it's presupposing. Yeah? And then life starts from there, and if life starts from there, what you're going to get is an interpretation of life. Because life itself will intervene on the story of Paul, but an interpretive life will reinforce the story of Paul. It cannot afford too much free samples of living, it's got to fucking have a blanket story going on. So even when evidence to the contrary arises, you'll hold on to the old idea. You're not lovable, yet someone's loving you. You know what I mean? You're not welcome, but people are welcoming you. Which one usually goes first? The people that are welcoming. Fuck them, I don't trust them. And then reinforce the old idea. That's all day. It's like pledging allegiance to that which you vowed that you would love to get rid of, but you're pledging allegiance to it all day. It's like if, if a parasite came in here, and you went no, 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 but you go. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> Why do you think it's going to follow? It's going to climb up on you and fucking take you. <laughs> that's the whole point. In addiction, that's where it was revealed to me because that was the main fucking influence of my whole adult life. and I went into hells, circumstantial hells, medical hells, mental hells, emotional hells. And for that to suddenly stop that urge that was its nuclear reactor, its driving force since I was young, for that to suddenly not be so was the first and only real solution I've ever had happen here. Because the problem doesn't exist for me anymore. And now my standards of solutions has changed. I think a lot of shit that's being peddled as a solution now aren't solutions. All they do is reinvigorate, constantly vigilance, constantly keeping the fucking, you know, angry tide at bay. That's not a solution. A solution is the problem doesn't exist for you. It's fucking really good. Now with this message, it led to a problem doesn't exist as me, and then that stabilizes. Yeah. problem doesn't exist as me anymore. See, for me, it's still experience, but as me, it's different. It stabilizes. It becomes a surety, a certainty. Yeah, so no matter what your head says, it doesn't move you. And what moves isn't you. What goes up ain't you, what goes down ain't you. All you are is the context and the fucking brilliant, aware seeing. Everything else is appearance in that. So my most, my most secret feeling and thought is still not real, because the seeing precedes it. Everything that's ever been brought up into my attention wasn't brought up by me, but was brought up in the seeing recovery we say exact nature of the wrongs yeah why not check it out it's not obsession with self that's what the mental state does to reinforce the identification as a self it obsesses over the idea of being a self and that reinforces the sense of being that which is being obsessed over Just the way it goes look at the same supposed thing that's had all the obsessions and it's not ego either what is that sense that you have an ego or you've lost an ego? That sense is the self thing. That sense, that feeling of being the doer, the claimer, the, haver, the uh the cause, the proprietor, all that, that's the bondage of self. And then it uses tons of things that comes in contact with the facilitated. The things themselves do not do it. Thoughts do not bind you. But the my... The my aligned with a thought gives the thought the power to bind. Yes, for sure. So, St. Francis says, what's looking is what you're looking for. You know, in as a sense feltness that has more volumes than the giant most chaptered book of all time. That has more volumes of sense feltness than anything. What's looking is what you're looking for. The seeker is the source. up here, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's everything you've always looked for. (laughs) That thrill that runs through you is just an acknowledgement of what's always been so. As we are, we're like a reflective surface, yeah, really. Even the conditional mind has a reflective ability, yeah. And many of us, because of that presupposing, our reality is what can be perceived, yeah. And so the perception is from one thing to another thing, back to one thing, yeah. So there's 50, hundreds of different feelings and perceptions, but it always goes back to the same center, which is the ball center. Yes? That same reflective nature, just because this place is of of a dualistic bent, yeah? So there's like, you can never have a one-sided coin here. You can cut a coin 800 times, there'll still be two sides. So this reflective nature has another. It's also reflecting this way. Actually, 360, but let's just say it this way yeah. So, this, we're not picking up the signals from this, because they're constantly pinging. It's always available at all times. Yeah? And when that evidence constantly flows in, it gets scrambled by the mental state. Yeah? So that which is completely so, seems not to be so. So we're paying most attention. It's like, we don't realize, when we're the audience in a movie theater, there's also another movie going on. Yeah? See, we think this stops, and we believe there's only one side to the reflective nature. And we think, because we have a, we think we're an opaque thing, that we're it, but we're not. There's also this other aspect of mind that's reflecting infinity. It's reflecting emptiness. It's reflecting brilliance. It's reflecting more space than you can ever, ever imagine. Using the sky analogy is very, very small. Yeah? happening at all times, so it's sort of like the fish has always been in the water. It doesn't know it's in the water because of its alwaysness. Yeah, we don't recognize things that are always here. We recognize things that come and go. Our perceptions. Yeah? So this is happening all the time. That's the whatever you want to call it. That's the spiritual condition. Yeah, this opaqueness is the mental state it's just put this little story that you're, it presupposes it that you're a solid thing and everything starts and stops here yeah? it's not so, simply and also it's not working yeah? I mean how many movies can you watch that you're the star of as you get older it's fucking pretty boring do you know what I mean, really and there's no one else in the audience when at least when you're young some people may be interested in you mm-hmm. but as you get older you're in there alone it's like a porno theater you know what I mean it's like ah, another round of Paul and uh, Jesus Christ you know, so there's over but the joy doesn't come from here it's brought into here from us we need the circulation of awareness, to let itself complete itself, like almost like a breath yeah, to go back into that which it is, and then come out here and see what it's not and then come back, yes, without that when it's just seeing what it's not it's going to seem to be so yeah. so your baseline is conscious contact sense it, sense what it is is it being done is it a thing doing it that's us. That's our original nature. It's demonstrating more than the thoughts can keep up with. the More than the thoughts can claim away. Seriously. That's why you have so many fucking thoughts. It has a large, large surface to cover. <laughs> and it never can complete the mission. <laughs> because what it is is so fucking exceptionally what it is. <laughs> It's gonna collapse. That's why we have to sleep every day. <laughs> it's exhausting to set up the scaffolds and the lights for Paul's show. You know, <laughs> the only thing that's funding the next season is interest and attention coming from you and me <laughs> because it's about us. If you would be, you would turn the channel of Paul off at eight thirty-five in the morning when you woke up. If, it, if you were Steve. <laughs> I'm sure you would turn mine, everybody would turn everyone else's channel off, unless you wanted something from that other person, <laughs> you know, basically. you would be bored stiff before 10, and we would watch you 50 years. <laughs> What's the magic? What's the, it's, it's, a, it's a weird mental love. Yeah. It's like Buddhism they call it cherishing the self. It's like a cherishing of it. Wanting it. I want it to be there when everything gets good. Yeah. I want to experience its own absence. I want to be there when I wake up. Yeah. Well, good luck. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Any questions? No. Good.